contacted on the World Wide Web Island Cuisine, open seven days a week for Jamaican and American breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Choose from a wide variety of our appetizing and flavorful dishes. Red snapper, salmon, jerk chicken, oxtail, vegetable fry, and our customer pick, reggae pasta, among many others. Don't forget to ask about our daily specials, including our newly enhanced breakfast menu at all of our five locations, Liberty Road, Windsor Mill, Rysestown Road Plaza, Towson, and our newest at the Briggs Cheney Marketplace in Silver Spring. Check us out on social media and at islandcuisine.com. Place your order today. LPK Shippers, the most reliable shipping to the Caribbean. We do ocean cargo, door-to-door, shipping clear, and barrel sell. You can call us at 301-773-5402. We are on the Parking Visit our new location right here in Baltimore, 5400 Baltimore, Maryland, 21215. We use ocean cargo, door-to-door, shipping clear, and barrel sell. LPK Shippers, the most reliable shipping to the Caribbean. Visit our new location right here in Baltimore, 5457 Park High Avenue, Baltimore, Maryland, 21215. Montego Bay Restaurant and Bakery, 36021 West Rogers Avenue, Baltimore, Maryland, 21215. Open Monday to Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Montego Bay's menu consists of oxtail, curry goats, curry chicken, stew chicken, jerk chicken, jerk wings, escobies, butterfish, kingfish, snapper, salt, fish. Our pastries and baked goods consist of beef patties, Sawfish, Halloween sawfish patties, vegetable patties, salmon patties. And we also have poker bread, fried dumplings, hard dough bread, bun and cheese, rum cake. Our soups are Monday chicken, Tuesday gold, Wednesday red peas, Thursday pepper pot, Friday comfort with beef. Saturday's red peas. Don't forget to try our natural juices carrot juice, pineapple, and ginger. Fruit punch, Irish mass, sour sap, sorrel. Guava juice, ice cream includes rum and raisin and great now a special menu Thursday to Saturday includes Akian sawfish, okra and sawfish, kalaloo and sawfish served with provisions, jerk turkey wings, brown stew kingfish, brown stew snapper, steamed okra and snapper upon request. Call us to place your order 410-367-3450. Montego Bay Restaurant and Bakery. <laughs> Call Application 410-705-1696 or visit us at 
Nicole Earl, and we're bringing you all the financial and wealth information to help you to be financially secure, financially savvy, and to get your money right. So today, 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 I told you we're going to have a, a secret meeting here and talk about your credit score. So we're going to be doing a three-part series. This is part one of your FICO secrets, your credit score secrets. So I am so excited to be here. You know that I love talking to, to women, but this program is definitely open to men and women, boys and girls. We want all of our community to be financially secure, financially healthy, and so we're sharing that information with you today. So welcome to Wealthy Woman by Jamie, uh, and you can catch us on Facebook at Jamie Inc., J-A-M-I-I-E Inc., and then we also have the wonderful uh, platform of Wild Out Radio, so shout out to Wild Out Radio. You can catch us online at Wild Out radio.net if you're not in our local listening area where you can listen on 90.3 fm so join us today and we're gonna jump right into the program so this week i'm gonna be touching based on what is your credit score explain what a credit score is why it's important i will do an overview of the different types of credit scores and talk about credit score ranges the five parts that make up your credit score, as well as explain what is a trade line, trade line and what is CPM. Then we'll really delve in part two, we'll delve into one-on-one, -on -one what, what is most, the one that's used most, which is FICO, what are the components of it, yeah. how each component affects your credit score, and how your score is calculated, what it affects, uh, how, what affects it, what is a hard pull, what is a soft pull, You'll learn the key terms that you should know so that you can be educated and informed and how to control your credit and live, you know, let live your life controlling your credit as opposed to having your credit control you. And lastly, I know most importantly what everybody wants to find out is what are the tip, tips, techniques and resources to help you either build credit or help you to repair your credit. So uh, we're going to jump right in, and I want to give a shout out to Ethan Goldberg, who uh, created this amazing background music for me. Ethan, you rock. Thank you. All right, so, um, all right, so here we go. Here we go. So there are so many different credit scores. Now, now people probably don't know this, but there are a lot of different type of credit scores, okay? If you're going in for a bank account, they're going to pull a credit score for you. Did you know that? It's called the, the, the check systems. And there is a, a range of scores for that as well. We're not going to touch so much on that because that's not the main one. But I just want you to be aware that there are different scores. So if you're going to buy a car, they pull a credit score. If you're going to start a business and you want a business loan, there's a credit score. And then, of course, if you want to get a credit card and you want to get a mortgage um, or you want to buy, you know, anything there's a credit score so that's how the United States works now in Africa and in the Caribbean I don't think there are any set credit score systems but in America anything you want to do where you're not doing it with cash they're gonna pull your credit score to see if you're credit worthy um, to get that money because they want to know am I gonna get paid back right so when you apply for credit whether it's a credit card 
auto loan, a mortgage, the lender will check your credit report from one of the three main credit bureaus, which is Equifax, Experian, or TransUnion. Union. So those are the three credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, or TransUnion. I don't know why I'm saying union, but it's TransUnion. So in addition to that, um, so those are the three. There are others, right? So there's Vantage, there, there are um, folks who are making up new credit scores because they realize the old, the old one doesn't really work that well. As you know, you might have been one of the persons who tried to get credit and was denied. So folks are trying to be a little creative. And, and because there are new credit scores coming up, um, you know, these credit bureaus, which are the traditional credit bureaus, they're trying to be a little bit more creative. Um, and, and utilize different different things as opposed to what they used to use before, but and I'll get into that some more. But that's what you need to know, that anything you're applying for, so when you go into the bank and you want to open a bank account, they run a credit score. Um, they can pull the traditional credit score, they can check the check system, because that tells you, have you been bouncing checks? You know, have you been paying, your, paying back your, your money on time? And so some people are actually banned from opening uh, check, checking accounts because, or opening bank accounts because they have a bad history. So don't think that you can just open a bank account and you know overdraft your account, not pay the money back, and then be allowed to get a credit uh, a bank account. So for everything, there's a credit card, a credit score. Also, when you apply for insurance, you there's also a score for that. So. Um, and that will determine, you know, you wonder, like, why is my, my ins uh, insurance rate so high, whether it's for your home or your car? It's not only just about where you live. They also look at your credit for that as well. So literally everything um, that you do in America, somebody is calculating a number, and what that number represents to them is what kind of risk profile does this person have? What are my odds of getting my money back? You know, what are the odds of them not running away with whatever I've give, I, I will give them. So a, a FICO score is the main one that's used by 90% of the creditors um, in America, right? FICO is the score. So FICO is not is a separate entity than the three credit bureaus that I mentioned to you before, Equifax, Experian, TransUnion. FICO is a separate independent company, and what they do is, you know, they, they have the, the scoring technology that determines what your score is and then these credit bureaus they use it and they also have you know some modifiers that they use but um, the FICO score is available in 30 countries they said they power over 10 billion decisions each year and they are used by over 90 percent of the lenders in the United States so your FICO score is very important right um, so it summarizes your credit your FICO score summarizes the information on your credit score number that basic your number okay just like you have your social security number your credit score is a single number that the lenders use to assess what your credit risk is they can quickly do that by looking at it so if your number is low they know you're a high risk if your number is high they know you're a low risk so it consistently and objectively looks across everybody now that objectively part is uh, up for debate because a lot of minorities know that uh, Sometimes it seems like our credit score is incredibly low and we're doing what we uh, think is, are the right things. So we're going to talk about what those right things are because maybe, you know, some of the things that we're doing, we thought it was right, but it really isn't. 
Um, so the credit score, the FICO score, ranges from 300 to 850. So the higher your credit score is, now 850 is perfect. If you're in the threes, you need a lot of work. Um, most lenders are not, you're not going to find any kind of lender lending you anything probably below four or five. You know, like may, maybe a few in the fours, maybe a few in the fives. But of course, you know, with the higher risk comes a higher interest rate, right? So you, you want to make sure that you help try to grow your credit to the highest possible number, which is the 850. That's perfect. So if you start early and do it right, then you don't have to repair it and you can start with a higher credit score. So let's try to, that's what we're gonna be talking about. How do we get that high credit score and how do we um, maintain it and how do we re uh, you know, correct it if we've made, made a mess of it? And sometimes you know, it's because of lack of knowledge, we've made a mess of it, but you can certainly um, repair it. But of course, it doesn't happen overnight right credit scores it doesn't it takes it takes a moment to mess it up and only you know and a long time to repair it so for those of us who are trying to repair it quickly and you're going to through uh, organizations where you're paying money stop wasting your money I'm gonna tell you that right now stop wasting your money we'll talk more about that so for example FICO they generate over 49 types of credit scores for lenders and each uh, one focus on a different lending requirement of the different providers in the United States. So the six major scores that FICO has, you have the generic FICO score, you have a FICO mortgage score, you have a FICO auto score, you have a FICO bank card score, you have a FICO installment loan score, and a FICO personal finance score. So FICO, there are many different scores for everything you do there's a score just know that I mean so that's not something they're telling you they just pull your score and whatever you're trying to get it's either you're approved or you're denied now you can always if you're denied credit call up the credit bureau any one of them that I just said before and order a copy whenever you go for credit and you're denied you can get a free copy of your credit report but you have to reach out to the credit bureau and order that and they are obligated by law to send you a copy. So if you're denied, get a copy of your credit report so you can start to see like what is the, what, why did I get denied? And then I'm gonna go through it so you can understand when you get that report, what is on it and what, you know, how to read it and what, what it means. So like I said, the credit range is from 300 to 850. So poor credit is considered anything from 300 to 579. You're probably at that range either going to be denied and actually, I mean, depending on, so there's stratas of lenders, right? So like the big um, national banks, they all have different credit standards and some of them are bougie. And so if you're like below 720, you're going to get denied depending on what you're get, you're asking for. And there are other banks that might be, you know, might allow you to do something in the, in the two, in the sixes, you know, 680, whatever you can get approved for that um, and then there might be you know high credit risk lenders that will lend you something in the fives and there are different types of loans you know in the future we'll talk about that where you might have a low credit but you may be able to depending on what it is whether it's SBA or some other types of lending be um, get a guarantee 
so that the lender can feel a little bit more secure. So poor credit, like I said, is 300 to 579. So you most likely were gonna have to pay a fee or a deposit to get credit. Fair credit is anything between 580 to 669. And that's considered a subprime borrower. You've heard that like mm -hmm. subprime loan scam that happened back in the Great Recession. So if you have a credit score between 580 to 669, you're considered subprime. Um, so you're gonna have, they think you have a, you're gonna have a difficult time repaying your debt. And so with subprime lenders, they were targeting people who had this level of credit score and giving you really high interest rates, giving you really poor um, terms in terms of how you need to pay, pay it back or they do what they call balloon, which they'll say, okay, only pay such a low amount for the first year or two in the other year two or three it blows up and your payment doubles or triples and now you can't afford it. So that's what happened during the Great Recession with the subprime lending scam. Good credit is considered anything between 670 to 739. So that means, you know, you're, you're lower risk and you're probably not going to be delinquent in the future, right? That's pretty decent. Um, and then very good credit is considered anything between 740 and 799. That means you'll likely receive better than average rates, right? Um, so that's why when you go to a lender and you're like, "What's my what my rate? What's my rate gonna be?" They can't tell you that. Don't don't ask that question. They'll know you don't really know what you're talking about, because they have to take a full application for whatever you're applying for, and then they have to run your credit and based on what comes back on that credit report and you know the different criteria that they have for their loan program, like how much you're putting down, for example. Um, you know, what's the loan to value, and we'll talk about that later, um, and what your credit score is, com you know, everything holistically, then they'll be able to tell you what your rate is. So don't don't ask them what your rate will be when you apply for anything, because they can't just tell you without seeing your credit, seeing, you know, your income, seeing your, your how much you're putting down, seeing how much, um, you know, just everything. It's a holistic picture. And then exceptional credit, which we all aspire for, right, is 800 to 850. Pretty much, when you have 800 to 850, you can get whatever you want, right? Pretty much, I mean, just open the door. That's when they're banging down your door. To, like, you don't want some money. You know, that's when they're begging you to take the money. Um, unfortunately, those are the people who don't, probably don't need it, but, you know, the better your credit is, they know they're gonna get, get their money back, and so they're willing to come to you. So, um, just know that there are several different uh, credit uh, agencies and different scores. So the other one that you probably don't know that much about because it's not like the top 90 lenders don't use it, it's called a Vantage score. So they have kind of modified theirs and their credit rate range is about the same, 300 to 850. And it falls about the same, like um, the poor is 300 to 499, very poor is 300 to 499, poor is 500 to 600 and some of this stuff I'll put on the Facebook page so if you can't write it down fast enough or if I'm going too fast I'll put it on the Facebook page poor is 5 to 600 for Vantage fair is 601 to 660 good is 661 to 780 and excellent is 781 to 850 so they have a it's a little bit more generous but um, you, you get an idea of where you need to be. So good, basically, on Vantage is 600 to 780. 
So just aspire to that or very good on the FICO 740 to 799. So while both FICO and Vantage take your, your payment history into consideration, Vantage places more emphasis on other factors like the credit aids and the utilization. And we'll talk about what, what utilization means. So the following other factors are used to calculate your Vantage score like total usage, the balance and the available credit, credit mix, and experience, payment history, age of history, and new accounts. And I know I went through that fast, but I'm definitely going to be going through these one by one, so don't worry. I'll go through them one by one for you. Um, so, what you need to know is that there are, um, what makes up a credit score, we're going to talk about like what makes up a credit score, like what 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 is that? There, there are percentages, there are five different sections that make up your credit score, and they have, they're weighted by a percentage, and then they calculate this number, right? So um, let's talk about them one by one. The first part and the biggest part is your payment history. Payment history. That's about, you know, do you pay your creditors on time? Do you have any late payments? Do you have any bankruptcies and collections? Do you have any negative items or, um, uh, you know, on your credit history, in your credit history? So they're just gonna look at everything from the time you open your first credit vehicle until now, like what, what does it look like, right? And that amounts for 35% of your credit score. So there's a number, like I said, from the 300 to 850. So 35% is made up of your credit history. So it's so really important, and we're gonna, I'm gonna repeat some of this over the next couple of weeks. It's so really important for you, for us all, to have a good credit history, because they're looking at you, your whole picture. Basically, your whole life is wrapped up in a number. Um, so if you don't pay your credit on time, if you don't, uh, if you have collections, if you have bankruptcies, if you have foreclosures, any negative thing that is going to um, be used to calculate that 35% of your credit score. The next number is how much do you owe? 30% of it, 30% is, is determined by, uh, of the credit score is made up by how much you owe. So if you owe, and it's a percentage, right? So it considers the whole amount that you owe. So if you have a credit card for $100, and you maxed out and you owe $100, then you have, you're owed, you're owing 100% of what you're eligible for. So how much you owe, so if you have $10,000 and you have like $1,000 on it, that's good. If you have a $10,000 credit card and you're maxed out, or worse, if you over your limit, you, that's really, really bad. So that's 30%, so just think about that. Between payment history, and how much you owe, that's 65% of what makes up your credit score. So those two things alone determines everything. And of course, then the next item, number five, number three is, three or five, is the length of your credit history. So the longer you have credit history that they can look back on, the better it is. So this amounts for 15%. So the newbies, if you're just building credit and you start today and you've only, you know, had credit for a month or even a year or two years, it's, you know, it's only 15%, but it's still 
um, going to affect your credit score. So if you, you know, you're grown, you're in your middle age or whatever, you've, been, you've had credit for 7, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, the longer you have it, the better. So we'll, we'll talk about some tips, but number one is when you open something, as long as you're doing well with the credit and you're not like, oh, you know, treating it poorly, you're managing it well, never, ever, even, even if you're never going to use it again, never close it. Because that goes into your 15% of your credit history. So I have credit stuff that I've had. I mean, I remember one time I, I closed something because I didn't know. And I, when I learned this, I, I realized, because I, I closed something, and I was like, I thought that was good. I paid it off. I closed it. And my credit score dropped. So never close something. Even if you never use it again, just keep it. Cut up the card, throw it away, whatever, but never, ever close it. So length of history. And where that comes in, too, is that if you have negative stuff in your credit report, it takes between 7 and 10 years for it to drop off. So that's where the length of time in history comes in too. So if you have a bankruptcy or if you have a, a foreclosure, it takes seven to 10 years for those to fall off. So um, just length of history is very important. So the, the next thing is number four of five is new credit. That amounts for approximately 10% of your credit score. So on opening, uh, New credit basically means that you're applying for something new, right? So um, if you're just every minute you're op opening a new credit card or you're trying to get a new loan, they're like, oh, this person had this for it. And, and that they look bad on that. Now, the algorithm knows the difference between when you're shopping for something. So let's say you're shopping for a car and you try different lenders and, of course, each one of them is going to want to run your credit. Then for, you know, I wish you could just get your credit score from one and just take it to the rest. But of course, they don't trust you. So they want you, they want to run the credit for themselves. So every time you get new credit, you know, that affects you. But if you're shopping within a short window, maybe 30 days, 60 days, and you are looking for a car, you're looking for a mortgage, that doesn't affect your credit. Because they know if, you're, if it's the same type of credit that you're applying for, the same type of loan, They'll, they'll figure that out. The algorithm can figure that out and they won't penalize you. So uh, just don't go around like applying for everything under the sun um, because th that will affect, that will drop your credit score for sure. So, and then the, the last thing that's another 10% is the type of credit. So FICO likes you to have a mix, right? A mix of credit cards, retail accounts, installment accounts um they they want you to have a mix they don't just want you to have one type so we'll talk about what uh those um different type of credit uh, loans are so that you can make sure you have the right mix um so you might have a, a store card from macy's or something or you might have a, a, a gas card or you might have a, a car loan or a mortgage so they like to see a mix because all that tells them is how you're able to manage um, different types of financing. Why do I need that? So it's not like just having one. And, and so if you're building credit, you need at least three trade lines and we'll explain what, what that means. So between the 30% of payment history, the 35% th the of payment history, the 30% in how much you owe, the 15% in um, your credit history, uh, the 10% of new credit, 
and the 10% in the types of credit, that all uh, figures into coming up with your FICO score, which is the 300 to 850, okay? I hope that's clear. Uh, I, thank you for those who are joining us by Facebook Live. Thank you for those who are listening on internet. Um, if you wanna send a question or, or a comment, feel free to do that in the chat. So uh, what, what does FICO take into account and what doesn't it take into account? This is the official word, okay? Um, some of us may have some different points here because, you know, we, we've often, there have been definitely, and maybe it's not FICO taking this into account, but I can't say the lenders don't take it into account because there's definitely been redlining, uh, which is not lending people within a certain zip code or a certain area or, or lend, you know, giving you a higher rate because of where you live. Um, so there's definitely been discrimination based on uh, income, uh, based on race, based on geography. But FICO, according to their score, they don't do that. So they don't. They say they do not consider your race, your color, your religion, your national origin, your sex, or your marital status. Neither do they consider your age although you have to be 18 to apply for most credit, your salary, your occupation, your title, your employer, date you were employed, or employment history, or where you live. That's what they say they don't take into consideration. But, like I said, I don't know that lenders or other uh, people who give, you know, give credit or loans don't take these things into consideration, which is why I said like your credit score is only one factor in, in determining whether you're gonna get financing or not. Um, so uh, the, the interest rate will be determined uh, by these different factors. So that's what they're saying they don't consider, but what, what do they consider um, is your, your credit score. Lenders should look at your credit score your credit history, so are bills being paid on time? They should, they will consider your, your amount of debt. So if you're up to debt, up to your eyeballs, unfortunately, that's not gonna look good to the lenders. They're gonna look if you have any collections, and these are the different sections on the credit report, and we'll talk about that. Um, your credit, uh, your credit uh, collections. So if you owe money, unfortunately, a, a lot of people who don't have insurance um, have accumulated, uh, you know, medical bills, and that's a collection. If you haven't paid it, it, it will show up as a collection on on your credit report, and that's unfortunately, you know, a, a black eye on there. And then student loans, if you don't pay it as agreed, now you can get deferments or whatever if you're going to school or certain careers may, may allow you to have deferrals, but if you don't pay it, it's going to be a collection. Or if you owe your, you know, even your phone bill, your, your 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 cell phone bill, your house bill, your cable bill, anything where you you're supposed to pay um, on time and you have a credit, if you gave your social, believe it or not, even your rent, they will find you and put it on your credit report if you don't pay it as as agreed. So there's a question: if you have, if I have debt that I'm paying off. Is it best to pay it all off at once or make payments to create a longer history of payment? Good question, thank you for that question. So if you have debt, 
pay it as agreed, right? So if you have a car loan, you're gonna get a monthly statement. So let's say you got a car loan for uh, three, three years or five years, you have a credit card, it's not about it's about it's more about how you pay it if you pay it as agreed so if you're building credit you don't want to rush and pay it off because you need to have um, show credit history remember so um, at minimum for six months of payments so that they can see that you are you, you can pay on time you can manage your debt so you don't want to rush and pay it off you get the credit you know, you bought something, $10,000, and then you came into some money, and you're like, I get the money, so I'm going to just pay it off. Put the money in the bank and pay it slowly over, like, six, at least six months so that they can see credit history. If you want to build history, that's what I would do. Don't pay it off all at once. And this, you know, just pay as agreed. Now, if you have, like, a whole lot of debt and you're trying to pay your debt down, we talked about this on the, the, one of the episodes about this debt snowball you start with the, the smallest debt first, then go to the next one and the next one, but you pay everything as agreed, add extra to the first one, pay that off, and then you know, continue to pay as agreed, then pay the second one off. Now, so if, you, if you're in debt, that's what I would do. Start what I call the debt snowball program. So pay everything as agreed, and then use every extra and dump it into the, the, the first one, especially if you've had it for over six months. If you're not building credit and you've had the debt for over six months, uh, pay, you know you can pay it off. Uh, but if you're building credit, take your time. Uh, does that make sense? You can just uh, message, respond, and let me know if that that answer made sense, or if you need any other clarifications. Thank you for that question. So, on if when you get your credit report, the question is. Does pay as agreed mean that I should not settle with them for a discounted payoff? So if you get to the point where you're delinquent, um, then you, yes, you, you'd want to make an agreement. If they, if you can get to an agreement where you can pay a lower amount, because I mean, that means that if you get to the point where you uh, are, are negotiating with them, that means that you, you pass the whole point of paying as agreed and you're delinquent. So definitely try to that's another thing don't ever hide from your creditors if you're a delinquent don't hide from them because if you work out a plan if you make a, an arrangement that's always better for you so pay to agree means that if you get a credit card and you get the bill and they have this is how much your your payment is this month and it's due by pay to agree means you pay it on the time that was specified on the invoice and the amount. Now you can pay more, but not less. So if it's your phone bill, your cable bill, your gas bill, your mortgage, your car, paid as agreed means whatever they send you that statement and whatever it says. So if it says you owe $5 due on August 10th, by August 10th they need to have 10, at least $10. You can pay it before, you can always pay more, and you can always pay earlier than the date is. But pay it as agreed means that you pay it, so uh, whatever the terms of the agreement is. So if it's a car loan and it's a five-year, you can't take six. If it's a mortgage and it's a 15-year, or if it's a 30-year, you can't take 15, make it 16, and 30, make it 35. No. Pay it as agreed means you pay the amount on the date that is specified and you pay it off when it's done. So if you have a three-year loan, a five-year loan, 
that's the time you need to take. So when you get your credit, uh, your credit statement, your, you pull your credit report, um, there, there are several sections on there that you need to know. Um, so the first part will have your personal information. So you need to know what is on uh, your credit credit uh, report. So your your if like I said, if you get uh, denied, request a copy of your credit score and then read it. Right. So just a primer on how to read it. The first part will have your basic information, your name, your address, your date of birth, your social security number, where you work, and maybe your income. Check and make sure all of that information is correct, right? If you're married and you change your name, make sure the name, they'll have a list, because you probably, you might have gotten a loan and this asks you, do you use any of the names? So if you didn't marry and you had that you know, they'll have a list of that. If you uh, have a different, uh, you change it back or your maiden name. So just make sure your name is correct. Make sure your address is correct because you don't want your identity being mixed up with somebody else. If you move from this, it's like like this lady who moved from where I'm living now, like years ago, she's still getting mail there. And I'm wondering, did she change her address? Because all you have to do is go to the post office and change your address. Um, but if you are trying to hide from people and you don't want to change your address, that's going to affect your credit, right? So... Make sure your date of birth is correct, your social security number is correct, that they didn't put somebody else's social on you, yours, and you know, they'll they'll pull information. You didn't give them where you work and you didn't give them your salary, but they, they can get that information. Once um, they have your social, they can get everything. And then there'll be the public record. So that's anything like if you went to rent court and they, they filed, you know, and, and you have a, a, a judgment, that will be on there. If you have a bankruptcy, if you have a foreclosure, if you have medical bills, anything that's late and they went to court, that's what the public record means. And then collections is the same thing. If there is if there's some judgment and they're collecting, it'll be there. So, and then you have the trade lines. The trade lines are all your different debts that we were um, that the credits that we were talking about. So the trade lines, the installment loans, the revolving lines. You know your car loan, your mortgage. All those things will be your your trade line. Okay, so there's a question. Now that we're living longer, thanks Cecilia, um, now that we're living longer, how should we plan to keep a high FICO score after retirement? Okay, so I mean, it, it, it's pretty, yes, we are living longer and it's the same way you kept it when you were, when before you were, were retired. So it's paying everything as agreed, right? You, we'll get into each section, the utilization of your your your, your credit, um, you know, your credit inquiries, it's all of those things. It, it's basically doing the same thing that you were doing before. What you took to build a good credit is the same thing it's going to take to build a good credit. Because those, like I said, those credit lines and trade lines that you have, you, you're not going to close them, right? So you, you're still going to have to manage them during uh, retirement. So that's going to help you to have... Um, your your credit score. A little bit of feedback here. Still there. Um, great, thank you. Um, and then the last part on the credit report will be your inquiries. So if you um, try to get a loan, that's called a credit inquiry. So every time uh, somebody pulls your credit, so you apply to a car dealer, Honda, whatever, any kind of you know place you go for your car, you go for your mortgage or a credit card. Every time 
they pull, and we'll talk about this, what's a hard pull and what's a soft pull. So the hard pulls will show up in your inquiries. That means it's somebody you're trying to get debt from and they pull up, made a hard pull or a hard inquiry and it's gonna show up in that last section. What a soft pull is something that, you know, they're looking at you, you didn't tell them that you wanted to get a credit card, but you'll see on there, they'll look at your credit or maybe you, you already have credit with them and they're looking at it to see if you're still a good client should they because sometimes you might see that your credit um, your interest rate drop or they raise your your interest rate or they cancel your your credit card or cancel your debt because they're like oh no I'm, I'm up too much debt she up too much debt so she can't manage all this so we're gonna drop her back um, her lim credit limit or we're gonna increase the credit the interest rate because they're higher risk now because um, they're delinquent on some stuff so if they're looking at you to either give you offers and something you know you see those credit offers coming in the mail all the time that they're doing soft pulls on you say oh our credit look good she have seven on seven fifty let me send her a credit card let me send her this let me send her that so you see stuff and you're like why are they sending me this stuff they're doing soft pulls and they're like this is what they're eligible for so we'll send it to them so that hopefully that helps you to understand a little bit about how to read your your credit report. So um, the minimum scoring credit criteria for your U.S. FICO score. So for, first of all, you can't be dead. <laughs> so some people try to steal people's uh, social and, and use it, but they'll know if you're using somebody else's social to build your credit. In order to build a minimum FICO score, you can't be dead, and you need to have at least one trade line open at least six months, like I said before. So, but um, to build credit, you need at least three trade lines. And we'll define what trade line means. You need at least three, and they need to be open for at least six months. And like we said before, there should be a mix, not all the same things, right? And you, use, you need to use it. Okay, this is America. You think, uh, for a lot of us who are immigrants, I'm Jamaican, right? For a lot of us when we come here, Hispanics, Caribbean, Africans, we don't want to use credit. We, we just want to use with cash because we know cash is king, yes, and we don't want this credit because a lot of people I talk to, they're worried about fraud and people scamming them and, and you know, digital banking is a big thing, but we'll talk about that in another show. It, it's the wave of the future, and although we want to use our cash, um, that's not always going to be an option. But in order to get a credit score, you need to have credit and you need to use it, unfortunately. Because you're, you're thinking, like, you know, if you do everything cash and you need their money, shouldn't that be good for me? But unfortunately, no. They want you to have uh, credit for at least six months. It needs to be a mix. And um, so you're trying to build your credit and you're like, I have this one credit card and I'm paying it on time. I'll come a credit score and I'll move up. That's because you need a mix, you need to use it, what you have, you need to pay as agreed, and they need to see a payment history. So even if you don't need it, and that's the best time to build your credit, right? Let's say you get three credit cards, you may get like a, a store credit card, uh, you might have a car loan, um, if, you're, if you happen to have a mortgage, but if not a mortgage, maybe you have you know uh, a, a gas card but a, a range of different kind of cards. Maybe you get like a small secured um, uh, line of credit or or just a personal loan. And let's say you have, you know, a thousand, five thousand, whatever you have put aside, you don't need the credit to know. 
but this is called you want to try to build your credit right then you pay as agreed in those trade lines and then you will be able to build a credit score so like i said they don't consider age address employment income race and gender in the credit score but the lenders might so you have to really be careful about who you're going to as a lender because they're good actors out there and they're bad actors there are people who like to prey on <clears throat> who are predators on minorities who don't know on you know uh, people who are in certain neighborhoods they prey on seniors you know so knowledge is power it's just why we're doing this program over the next couple of weeks so um, try to try to learn and and be able to pick out when people are calling and taking advantage of you always don't just go for the first thing do your research um, Google stuff call around to different lenders and don't let everybody run your credit just get information you tell them specifically if you give them your credit your your your, uh, your social security most likely they're going to run your credit but just ask questions first and find the right lender before you allow them to just run your credit right so there there are a lot of people who unfortunately messed up their their credit score um starting pretty young uh, they might have lost it and messed it up in college because I know when I started undergrad, the credit card started coming. I'm like, I don't have a job. What, what am I sending out of them credit card for? Because they know you're going to have a job and they're going to tie you to credit um, early. But at that point, you don't know anything about credit. And so a lot of people mess it up. I've heard of parents who can't get no BGE and can't get what I need. And they use their child's credit. So this poor child is in high school, junior high, whatever. And here it is. Their parents are using their credit, which they probably will mess up because they messed up theirs. And they become an adult and they're like, why is my credit score like this? And they didn't do anything. So parents, please don't use your child's credit. And if you're going to, please use it properly. But don't do it because it's illegal. Um, also, co-signing. People co-sign for others and you don't know their history, how they're going to take care of your credit. Remember, if you're co-signing for somebody, whatever they're doing is going to affect you. And if they decide that they're not going to pay that loan back, you have to pay it. It's going to be on your credit report. So just be careful about that. And be careful about, you know, using, helping somebody else, right? I mean, it's good to, to help somebody, but just know what you're doing. Um, and also... So don't don't pay for a credit repair service. We'll talk about that later, but uh, you're wasting your money, so don't even think about it. Uh, there are plenty of free nonprofits and credit resources for you to get credit counseling, help you rebuild your score, uh, negotiate bills um, down, change your credit terms so you can get it paid off quicker. There are a lot of free resources out there. I know people who have been paying an agency and it's not getting any better, you're wasting your money. They can't do anything that you can't do. It takes a little bit of time, but it's your credit, so you should understand it and want to uh, do it um, so you can be in control. So, like I said before, the credit FICO number is from 300 to 850, and it's based on the information on your consumer. Remember, we talked about these different 49 different scores. This is on your consumer credit file. And there's a rank ordering in, in risk, right? So three out of uh, four, one out of three, um, that typically, uh, in America anyway, have like a 620. 
um, the odds are like five to one odds that you'll be like around 640. There's a 10 to one odd that you'll have like a 660 and a 16 to one odd that you'll have a 680. I mean, ideally 720 or higher is better. But the odds are, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't, not understanding credit score, they're in these lower tiers, right? Um, three to one odds, just think about that, as opposed to 680 or 16 to one. So we talked about like the, the different uh, sections or how the percentages are, are based. So we'll talk a little bit about credit history. So we said 35% uh, makes up of the credit history makes up your FICO score. So that's the number of months that you've ha um, had the credit um, and the number of months since your mo your recent delinquency. So if you have no delinquency, you get 75 points. All the way up to, if you have a delinquency of more than 24 months, then you have a score of 55. So, I mean, I'll probably post this on the Facebook page, the chart. So this is secret information because I, I had a meeting with uh, some, the FICO folks, they were presenting to a bunch of bankers, and they shared this information. So, I figured if I share it in piecemeal, it'll be fine. Um, just so you can understand, really, how this, this works. Um, so, the optimal, uh, so, so the credit history, just, just be sure to understand how long the length of time, just keep your credit, your credit as long as possible, don't close it. So we're probably not going to be able to get into a whole lot more today because our time is running down. But just know that there are numbers that, that, that get calculated. There are points for each thing. So if you have zero to five uh, months of delinquency, it's 10 points. If you're six to 11, it's 15 points. If it's 12 to 23, it's 25 points. And if it's 25 plus, it's, it's 55 points. So they have an algorithm. They have a scoring system. Right, so um, cred some credit is better than no credit. No credit is better than bad credit, and some credit is better than no credit. So just know that it's important for everything that we do to build um, your credit, right? And it takes time. It, it takes, re it's really easy to mess it up. We all, it only takes one. But you're thinking to yourself, what am I paying everything on time now? I'm back on tr track. Why isn't my credit score up to seven something, eight something? It, it can take years because however they build a formula, it just takes a while to get it back to where it was before. So the goal is to know this stuff and not mess it up. So the key factors in your payment history is how recent the most del recent delinquency was. So if it just happened last this week, last week, then you know it's gonna um, affect your credit score more. But like I said, it takes like seven to ten years for it to roll off. So if it was seven years ago, five years ago, the longer it is, the less of an impact it has on your score. Also, the next factor is how severe was the worst delinquency. So you know you're supposed to make your payment. Payments are due on the first, right? People think that payments are due on the 15th or 16th because it says you have a grace period. A grace period is just that. It's a grace period. But if them set a payment due on the 1st, that's when it's due, not day 15. So they're giving you a little leeway, but don't use it.
I, if you want to get your credit score high and keep it high, if they say it's due on the first, pay it on the first or really close there too. If you've gotten the 30 days, you're late. And pay it before 29 because at day 30, they're sending that to Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. So you want to pay it before day 30. But if you are delinquent 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, the more, the longer it goes, they that's more severe. And then that's going to make your credit score really bad. So, And then the third factor in payment history is how many credit obligations have been delinquent. So if you have five credit trade lines and you're delinquent on all of them, then that's even worse. If you're delinquent on four, that's a little better. Three, a little better. Two, a little better. One, a little better. But it's better to have no delinquency out of the all of them that you have. I, stuff happens, right? You might miss something. So what I do is I set alerts. All of your, If you go on to create a profile online for that particular creditor, you can set an alert. I get it to my email. I set the alert alert, alert to my phone. You know, I put it on my, I, you, this, the payments are usually due every, t every the same time every month. Put them on your calendar, on your phone. I'm still sometime, I forget. But put it on these different things to help you remember. Come and need every help me can I get. Me need the text. Me need the, because sometimes I don't even look at my calendar. So you miss it. You're like, oh, shucks. And just trying to make it past the day 15 or 16 and definitely not past day thir uh, 29. But put those alerts on so you can get it, so you can make it um, on, on time, right? And don't close anything. So, so today, um, we kind of started, I have so much more to tell you. Um, we started kind of talking about what is a credit score, some of the different credit bureaus, how is FICO, what is FICO, and how um, it's determined, how it's calculated, and what, what's included and what's not included. So next week, we're going to talk, keep talking about the different other sections and get into more details. So thank you for joining me on Wealthy Woman Radio. This is your host, Nicole Earl. Always a pleasure, and I'll see you next week. One love. Live, love, laugh. Love you. Thanks for joining me. Yo, hey, they think somebody afraid.